You're listening to the BCHL Podcast, the official podcast of the BCHL. Into the goal, he scores! He scores! And they just win by four! Driving to the net, he scores! From his backhand to his forehand, a shorthanded breakaway. Right in, scores! Shoots his one, third hand, Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Scores! Ozar wins it! Overtime winner! Now, here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL podcast presented by Subway. Well, BCHL fans, the day is here. It's finally the start of the regular season. There are seven games on the schedule tonight and another eight tomorrow as we get back into the swing of things. This season also happens to be a special one for the BC Hockey League as it's the league's 60th anniversary. As mentioned in previous podcasts at bchl.ca and on our social media, uh, the league has a ton of stuff planned to keep fans engaged this season and help celebrate this milestone year. Some of these initiatives include Retro Nights, where each team will host a retro theme night in their home arena, where they will honor the team history, league history, or hockey in the region. Uh, As part of those Retro Nights, each team will also debut a retro jersey this year. And all this will lead up to the big 60th anniversary outdoor event in January in Penticton, where the league will host an all-star weekend featuring a three-on-three game and a skills competition along with an alumni game, all on a brand new outdoor arena. Before we get to our guests, you may have noticed that the BCHL podcast has a new sponsor who is an old sponsor. Uh, We've welcomed back Subway as the presenting sponsor of the BCHL podcast. Uh, They were the presenting sponsor a couple of years ago, and uh, we couldn't be happier to have them back on board and supporting the podcast. All right, let's get to it. We have three great guests for you today. First off, we talked to BCHL Commissioner Chris Hebb, who tees up the season and talks about some of the 60th anniversary initiatives. After that, we speak with Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick, who is fresh off scoring a hat trick against the Canadian women's national team in an exhibition game. And we finish off with Coquitlam Express forward Ryan Tattle. Tattle is entering his third season in the BCHL, but he's also started a great initiative to raise funds for cancer research, and he tells us all about it in the interview. All right, let's start things off with BCHL Commissioner Chris Hebb. Chris was nice enough to join us to give us an update on the start of the BCHL season, how things have been going through the offseason in preparation for the league's 60th anniversary, and a look ahead to some of the festivities the league has planned to celebrate their milestone year. So, Chris, the season starts tonight, uh, but first of all, I just want to look back at uh, the pod and and the offseason. What's this offseason been like for the BC Hockey League as you came out of uh, the pod season last spring? Well, first of all, we're uh, a lot more hopeful that we're going to have a season than the the uh, prospects were last year. Um, we we muddled through and we did get a, a, a good deal of games for our players last year that at least gave them some exposure. But at the end of the day, it was uh, it was not a great year from a business perspective for the BCHL, and and now hopefully what happens is the fans come out and uh, and help uh, help our owners with uh, some of the losses that were incurred. 
Yeah, what was the reaction around the BCHL uh, to uh, playing that pod season last year when so many leagues were shut down? What were you hearing um, from players, coaches, governors to, to getting those games in at the end of the year? Well, I think from the players' perspective and the coaches' perspective, obviously it was uh, a gargantuan effort that actually got games for those players, and it, it was uh, not easy, you know, because you're you're operating without a manual in a global pandemic and trying to keep everybody safe, but at the same time, trying to get the players back on the ice. So. I think the reaction, especially from players and parents, was gratitude that we went to the wall for them. Uh, we spent a lot of league resources to be able to put the pod season on in, in, uh, in the spring. And these players, uh, I think, were, were very grateful that, that we went to the links that we did and didn't just throw in the towel. So now looking ahead to this year, it's a, a big one for the BCHL. It's the 60th anniversary season. I know the league has made some announcements on, on some of its plans to celebrate that. But for fans, uh, what types of things can they expect as the league celebrates that milestone? Well, for sure, 60 years is something to be proud of. I mean, there's not many organizations in our province, period, that have had 60 years of history, a continuously running hockey league that uh, is now at the at the pinnacle of, of Junior A and uh, and looks like it's uh, it's set to to go even higher with its with its goals and objectives but i think the the great thing for the fans is that we're going to celebrate the past and you know when you look back at the 60 years there, there's a, been a lot of great teams in our league but a lot of great players too and guys that landed in the nhl you know like Brett Hall and Paul Correa and Kyle Turris and Jamie Benn, people like that. And we're proud of them. But we're also proud of all of the players that went on to college. And uh, whether they got to the NHL or not, they got an education. And much of that was due to their um, their years in the BCHL. So we're, we're proud that we can celebrate those 60 years, and uh, especially with retro nights and retro jerseys and and culminating with our 60th anniversary outdoor game in Penticton in, in January. That's that's something that we hope all of our fans uh, will make an effort to get to uh, because that's when we can be all together to celebrate the BCHL. Yeah, you met, you've mentioned a couple of times having fans back in the buildings for this year. And obviously that's huge for the BCHL from a business perspective, but also kind of from uh, a team morale perspective for the players. I know obviously it's a lot better for them playing in front of fans. So how special is it to have them back in the buildings this year and just in time for a season like this? Well, we've seen the return of fans in, in a lot of the professional sports, in, in golf and baseball, and, and hockey's now going to get its turn. Uh, there is no sport, I feel, that has more of a relationship with its fans and, and the, the highs and lows of a game than hockey. And having them in the stands makes it a completely different experience for our players. And, and we know, you know, having played against uh, each other in empty seats and, and still um, had the passion that it'll just be driven further by the fact that our fans are in those seats. So the BCHL has obviously gone through some significant changes over its 60 year existence. Uh, when you look at the league now um, and kind of reflect on the time that you've been commissioner, what types of changes have you seen in recent years? 
Well, I think one of the things that needed to happen is we needed to try and concentrate a little bit more on on the business side. And the BCHL has had great hockey for a long time, and that's due to the work of Ron Boylow and, and John Grisdale and, and others. The, the fact is, while, while the hockey was getting better and better, uh, the business needs to needs to improve as well. So we've made a lot of strides in being able to make teams more accountable for how they operate their their businesses. And we've made some significant changes in ownership over the three years I've been in the job. Uh, we've turned over five franchises, and I think we have first-class owners in, the, in those uh, buildings and supporting those communities. So it feels to me like, you know, when you can turn around and, and see a Cranbrook in your league and and have uh, ha- have West Kelowna, make a change that is obviously to the benefit of that community. Vernon's been turned over. Coquitlam's been turned over. Uh, we really like our, our ownership group right now, and we think that we can make this business work. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, some some recent news came out that the league is planning to, uh, th- there's plans in place to allow the Wenatchee Wild to play home games this year. Uh, obviously, the Wild were forced to take a hiatus last year because of the closure of the land border. Uh, how important was it for the league to get that done and bring the Wild back into the fold after a year off last year? Well, it was really important from the perspective that uh, they're a member of our league. And, you know, the, the way we operate in the BCHL is that uh, each member is, is extremely important to us. And in some cases, uh, we, you know, we may have to expend resources to make sure that that member is part of the club. And that's what we've done with Wenatchee. They've been uh, a, a great part of our league ever since they came in. And we were really saddened last year that they, they couldn't play. And so um, this year we, we redoubled our efforts to make sure that that Wenatchee was going to get a schedule in the BCHL. So recently, uh, earlier this week, the Canadian national women's team played a pair of games against BCHL teams, exhibition games. They played against the Trail Smoke Eaters on Monday. They played against the Cranbrook Bucks on Tuesday. Uh, from a BCHL perspective, uh, what did it mean to the league to to have the Team Canada come and play BCHL teams and that get that kind of exposure? Well, especially fresh off of them having beaten the United States in overtime, I think there was a a level of excitement around that women's team that there hasn't been for a while. And for them to choose to come and and use the BCHL as a platform for not only training, but uh, the promotion of the women's game uh, made us very proud. And, uh, you know, the games were well attended. The games, you know, sometimes you didn't know uh, whether they're cheering for the Bucks or the Smoke Eaters or the national women's team. And it it really ended uh, with a a great goal from uh, from one of the the women uh, with 15 seconds left in the game, the second game in Cranbrook. And uh, and I think that was appropriate because um, it, it felt to me like there was a lot of pride in those ranks that uh, that the top players in, in our game, in the women's game, were in our ranks and and our, our players were thrilled to have them. Uh, looking beyond opening night um, and ahead to later on this month, the league's showcase event is less than two weeks away. Uh, it'll be hosted in Chilliwack again, October 20th to 24th. Uh, from your experience in the league, what makes this event so important to the players? 
Well, the, the main reason that we have the league showcase is so that every player in our league gets exposed to scouts. And so having it centralized the way it is in Chilliwack means that scouts, college, NCAA coaches, uh, NHL scouts, everybody gets to come to one rink and see every player in our league. And so that, that makes uh, makes it um, a, a benefit to our players and also a benefit to the scouts because it's a lot easier for them to come to one venue and conduct their business than to have to travel to to every one of our rinks. Not that they don't, but this just makes it easier for them. And then from a fan perspective, uh, what makes the showcase so unique and appealing for them? Well, first of all, you get to see every team and, you know, in a given season, you may not see uh, the Penticton V's in your rink. So if you're going to Chilliwack and you're interested in the BC Hockey League, uh, you're going to see every player in our league if you decide to watch every game. And uh, and there are stars in all of our markets. There are, you know, future NHL draft picks on all not all of the teams, but certainly NCAA uh, college commitments will come out of these uh, these games. So you're you're seeing junior hockey at at one place in a way that is unavailable to you any other way. Just a couple more questions to wrap up here. So uh, there'll be capacity limits to start the season, uh, along with some other COVID-19 requirements for fans entering the buildings. Uh, But beyond that, uh, how is the season setting up compared to a normal year? Well, it feels pretty close to a normal year. I mean, there's a lot of work going on in the in the background, you know, with us trying to figure out COVID protocols and schedules and getting Wenatchee in, in the league and setting up our events and that sort of thing. So the league office has been really busy. I think our coaches have really fallen into their regular pattern. And uh, and so, the you know, while we're like a duck on a pond, we're paddling really hard below the surface. It looks like any other season to them. And the fact is, that's what we want. Uh, We want the hockey to be unaffected by all of these exterior factors. And what we want is these kids to come out and and have the the season of their lives, every one of them. And if that results in our kids getting college commitments, we'll have done our jobs. And then finally, what message would you have for fans returning to BCHL buildings and uh, celebrating the league's 60th anniversary season? Well, first of all, thank you for, you know, having uh, having gone through what we all went through last year, um, you know, not being able to get to the rink. You know, our, our rinks and our communities are are kind of like churches or temples. They're, they're really a place where you go to, uh, you know, get away from your, your daily grind and and, uh, you know, dig into what's going on in your community that is positive and passionate. So we're we're very thankful that our fans have had the patience to uh, to get through the pandemic with us, and now that we've got you know vaccination protocols and masking and social distancing, and and uh, rink capacity, I, I expect that there's going to be a a rush to the to the gates because uh, people miss hockey, and uh, hockey at this level is exciting. It's passionate. It's uh, it's the the best that you're going to see in our province, short of uh, you know the professionals and and major junior. So it it feels to me like uh, our fans are going to be excited to get back at the rink. 
All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for the time and um, excited to see how this 60th anniversary shakes out. All right. Thanks a lot. Big thank you to BCHL Commissioner Chris Hebb for joining us. Moving on to our second interview, we speak with Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick. Dick and his teammates were part of an exhibition series where Canada's national women's team took on a pair of BCHL teams. On Monday, they played the Trail Smoke Eaters, and on Tuesday, they were in Cranbrook to take on the Bucks. With the spotlight in Cranbrook, Dick had a huge game. He scored a hat trick against the women's team in an 8 3 win for his team. He also tied for the team lead in scoring throughout the preseason with seven points in five games. We caught up with him to talk about the big game against Team Canada earlier this week, to reflect on last year's pod season that he spent with Cranbrook, and to look ahead to the 21-22 season and the team's home opener tonight against Trail. All right, Tyson, so last night was a big night for the Cranbrook Bucks. It was just your third home game with fans in the building, and it came with a big spotlight uh, as you guys were taking on Canada's women's national team in an exhibition game. Uh, the arena seemed to be buzzing uh, from what I could see on the broadcast, but for you as someone who was there and on the ice, what was the atmosphere like last night? Yeah, it was, it was a great environment out there. Uh, 2,500 fans. Uh, we filled the place as much as they let us, and it was loud. Uh, we're excited for Friday when they hopefully do it again. And then we'll see when we can get more fans in there and it'll be even more exciting. So you got a chance to play against some of the, the best women's hockey players in the world, uh, being on the ice with someone like uh, Marie-Philippe Poulain, who is pretty much a, a hockey legend in Canada already. Uh, so what was that experience like getting to to skate alongside some of those women? Yeah, it was really unique. Um, not something that comes around up on the schedule too, every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, no, it was just, it was a blast. Um, a player like her, um, some other just Canadian legends there, obviously they just won the world championship. So it was just, um, an honor to play against them and help them prepare. Yeah, and I saw there was a, a, a nice photo op at the end. Um, you guys all shook hands and saluted the crowd. What were the interactions like between you guys and, and the women's team? Was there was there much back and forth between the, the two of you? I, I imagine it was a bit of a friendly atmosphere. What was it like? Uh, for the most part, it was pretty friendly. Some guys got into it a little bit, but overall, it was really respectful. There are lots of mutual uh, respect between the two sides. So you yourself had a great game. Uh, you ended up with a hat trick last night. Um, how special was it to have that kind of performance, knowing that uh, there were so many eyes on the game uh, compared to maybe a, a normal exhibition game? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Something I'll never forget. Um, just pucks sort of went my way that night, and I was fortunate enough to bang in the rebounds and the opportunities that came with it. Yeah, just taking a look at the preseason uh, as a whole, um, you ended up leading the team in scoring through the preseason, or sorry, tying for the team lead in scoring uh, with seven points. So how do you feel about your game this year? I'm excited. It's trending in the right direction. And um, obviously, I said I didn't get to play too much last year, like all of us did. So I'm excited to see what I can do and what we can do as a team here in Cranbrook. 
Yeah, speaking of your team, you guys, uh, you won all your preseason games. Obviously, they're they're not regular season games, so it's not the same. They don't count in the standings, but uh, it's it's never bad when you when you're entering the season uh, having uh, won all of your games in the preseason. So, uh, what does it say about this group that you were able to get off to such a successful start? Yeah, I'm really excited with the group of guys here. We're we're deep. We can run all four lines. We're we got no weak spots at all on our team. We're just we got a big bounce back from last year and you know we're excited to play in front of fans they've been waiting for a while so we're hoping to put on a show for them this year so uh who are some of the guys that you've been playing with that you've been able to build some chemistry with obviously um uh, with the amount of points you put up in the preseason things were working out for you so who are some of your uh line mates and, and guys that you've been able to build some chemistry with through the preseason i play a lot with noah quinn um He's a centerman on our line. Um, been able to become really good friends with him, and we play really well together. And then I look up to uh, Reese Bentham on the point here, our captain. I've been able to get along really well with him, and we've been able to make some things happen on the ice too. So. Looking back to last year, you were uh, one of the players that participated in the pod season with the Bucks. Uh, you you just played in the six games, but you were you were productive. You chipped in five points in those six games. So, uh, what was the experience like for you playing in such a unique unique situation in the Penticton Pod and playing uh, the same two teams ten times uh, in twenty games? Yeah, it was really different living in a hotel for six weeks and then uh, obviously playing trail in Penticton. Uh, you wake up and you're like, all right, who, who we have today? <laughs> uh, we just, it's hard, but you got to keep one foot on, on the gas at all times and keep going. And the short sprint that year was. Uh, and how do you think that experience last year is going to help you this year? Like, I, I know it was only a few games, but you have uh, that experience now. You you know what BCHL hockey is all about. You've scored a few goals. What, how do you think that's going to carry over into this year? I think just the, the knowledge of, like, we've, we've been there, we've been tired, and we still, we've been able to play hard through those, those cramped games last season, just back to back to back. So taking that into this year will be... I uh, could just have that in the back pocket when we're down, when we're tired, know that we can do it. Yeah, and just looking at uh, your your profile here, I know you played at the Bernie, Burnaby Winter Club. Uh, a couple of years ago, you led the the prep team in scoring with 40 points in 36 games. Looking at that list, there's a lot of guys that are uh, in the BCHL now or b- broke in last year. So what's it like for you to uh, play in the league and see some of those former teammates around the league that are starting to to make their names in the league as well? Yeah, it's nice to have some familiar faces against the other teams in the league. Um, we had a great team that year, so I'm not surprised by any means that uh, some of my other teammates also made the jump. And it's great to see them having success and hopefully see them moving on as well. So you're a younger player in the league. I'm, I'm sure you know that the goal for most BCHL players is to get an NCAA Division One scholarship. Uh, so what's appealing to you about that and about the college hockey route? Um, I like the, just the, the schooling aspect of things, the longer runway, um, it's one thing to play in the job and then get your degree that way. But college hockey is becoming bigger and bigger. And it's something that I think I want to be a part of.
So um, you've been in town since camp started a few weeks back. Um, so I'm hoping that you, you're able to get a sense of like what what's the buzz around town uh, in Cranbrook right now in anticipation of the start of the season. They're a town that had WHL hockey, and then it got taken away, and then they got the Bucks last year, and then couldn't come watch any of the games. So I, I imagine there's some anticipation going on around town. Yeah, there there's quite the buzz. Uh, in the school, uh, I mean, you, all the kids are talking about it. If you you stand in line at Timmy's, you'll hear people going, "Oh, the Bucks are playing Friday." <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're excited. Like you said, they they've been waiting a few years for this now. So, yeah, and then that'll lead me to my last question here. Your first regular season game is Friday night at home against Trail, who you guys have managed to build a, a bit of a rivalry with, uh, even with only playing the one year last year since you guys played them so much. Uh, so how special will that night be, given it's your season opener, first Bucks regular season game at home in front of a crowd? Um, how special is that going to be, and, and how much are you and your teammates looking forward to it? It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're super stoked to be there. And uh, hopefully put on a show for them on Friday night. Uh, Cranbrook's been waiting a while for it, and we hope to deliver on that for them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Tyson. Um, congrats on your success in the preseason so far and your big game last night. And best of luck to you and your teammates going forward this year. Thank you. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick. Only $3.99, only at Subway, and only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. It's now time for our final interview, and that is with Coquitlam Express forward Ryan Tattle. Tattle joined the podcast just a few short months ago during the pod season. It was right after he scored the Michigan lacrosse style goal in a game against the Surrey Eagles. Tattle went on to average a point per game in the pod with nine goals and nine assists for 18 points in 18 games. Since we last spoke with him, he also announced his commitment to the University of Connecticut, where he will be attending school and playing hockey next year. But before he makes the jump to college, he's back for another year with the Express and has started a great initiative to raise funds for cancer research. I'll let him explain it in the interview, but needless to say, it's a great cause. We cover off the fundraising initiative, his commitment to UConn, and his outlook for the 21-22 season with the Express. Ryan, so you've started a great initiative to raise money for cancer research. Um, Before we get into exactly how it works, can you just tell me where you got this idea from and and why it's so important to you? Yeah, so um, for me, uh, during the summer, you know, when I I, uh, finally found out I was coming back to Coquitlam, um, I knew I wanted to do something. Um, and then obviously, uh, cancer is something that's, that's touched everyone. And, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was in my family with my mom. And then, you know, obviously hearing about my former teammate and good friend, Greg LaPointe, uh, having, hearing about him diagnosed, um, you know, it really, really made me want to do something. And, uh, you know, I talked with my dad a bunch and, you know, this is kind of the idea we came up with and, uh, yeah, we kind of got the ball rolling from there. 
So how exactly does the initiative work? What's, uh, what's the program here? So score for cancer was, was created basically with the mission to help achieve a world where no one fears cancer. And that's kind of the mission statement. Um, so each point I score this year, my family has opted $100 towards cancer research, and that's kind of their pledge. Um, that pledge has kind of been matched by the Coquitlam Express. Um, and then we got a bunch of local supporters. So uh, people have pledged anywhere from, you know, 50 cents per point, you know, all the way up to we have someone who's, uh, you know, pledged $10, $5. You know, there's many different pledges. Um, and, you know, basically each point I score is worth however much money you choose. Um, or obviously you can just simply make a one-time donation, uh, via the score for cancer website. So there's lots of ways to help. Yeah. And what's the reaction been like? I know you, uh, you and the team announced it just this week. So what's, uh, what's the reaction been like from, uh, fans, uh, people in the community? Uh, what, what's the feedback been? Yeah, it's been overwhelming, honestly. Um, you know, I, I expected it to, you know, I, I expected it to do well, but you know, I, I'm extremely overwhelmed with with just the amount of support I've got from from friends, from from family, from people. You know, people I hadn't heard from in a long time, even guys, you know, all across the league. Um, you know, so it's it's been really, really heartwarming, overwhelming, and you know, I'm I'm extremely proud. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's just the beginning. Uh, obviously, hopefully, we can score some points this year and and raise even more money. We'll include a link to it in the show notes here, but where, where can people sign up to donate? What's the website link? Yeah, the website is scoreforcancer.ca. Um, and through that website, obviously you can pledge per point, you can make a one-time donation, or you can just learn more. And there's also links to the Canadian Cancer Society's website on there. So, um, if you just want to learn more about where the money goes and stuff like that too, that's all linked, um, on the website. Perfect. Well, we uh, encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, so let's let's move along and, and talk about some more uh, on ice stuff. Uh, we spoke uh, during the pod season, actually, on the podcast uh, in April, and it was right after you had pulled off that Michigan goal against Surrey. Just wondering if you have any more tricks up your sleeve this year. You've been working on any more uh, any more moves like that in the off season. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- I might have a couple up my sleeve, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to let them out here. I don't want to give my secrets away. I guess <laughs> okay. you guys got to watch and stay tuned. <laughs> okay. That's a good teaser. Uh, yeah. In, in all seriousness, though, what, what have you been working on this offseason? Are there areas uh, that you're hoping to improve heading into your third year in the league? Uh, what was the focus during the offseason? Uh, I think for me, the focus was, was a lot of college prep. Um, I think that's, you know, I, I want to go to college and play. Um you know, I, uh, I want to wear the gear, not the apparel as, um, Brandon Shaw would always say to me. So, um, you know, that was kind of my focus, getting a lot bigger, getting a lot stronger, uh, spent a lot of time working out and then also, you know, refining some skills. I think skating's, you know, the biggest part of the game. So that was something I, I really worked on. And then I spent, uh, spent probably three days a week of the summer with, uh, Justin Rye, just working on a lot of different skills and, you know, trying to add things to my toolkit and, you know, be, be affected, be effective and skilled, but also be working at a high percentage. Yeah. And that, uh, that college that you're going to, or the university of Connecticut, um, you actually announced it just a few days after we spoke back in April. So, uh, how did it feel to get that done and secure your future there, uh, for the next few years at UConn? Yeah, it's a dream come true, honestly. Um, I mean, ever since I knew what college hockey was, it was, I knew it was kind of where I wanted to go. 
Um, I've always been kind of a late bloomer and just felt like it was, it was always the right path for me. And, you know, I, I was extremely, extremely humbled, extremely grateful to, you know, have, have been given an opportunity, um, by the university of Connecticut. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to go there and, you know, hopefully, hopefully have an impact, but, you know, I'm also extremely excited to be in Coquitlam this year and, you know, work with this group and, you know, try to fight and win a championship. So what was the recruiting process like with the school? Like, um, like what had discussions been going on for a couple of years or did it come up, uh, more recently to when you actually committed? Uh, what was that process like for you? Uh, well, I had spoken with them my 18 year old year. So my first year in the league, I had spoken with them a little bit and, you know, I kind of developed a relationship and then, you know, I, I ended up getting hurt that year, kind of right around when I started speaking to them. And then, you know, I, I sent our, I actually sent them an email um, saying basically, hey, I know we, we had uh, talked when I was 18 and, you know, I just want to let you know that we're playing games again. And, uh, you know, about probably nine, maybe eight games into the season, I, I received a reply from that email um, and, you know, kind of went from there. I spoke spoke with coach Joe there for probably for the, for a week or so. And then, you know, kind of got an offer in and, you know, I, I was thrilled and, you know, I didn't really think twice at that, you know, it was kind of a place I really wanted to go and, you know, I'm very happy and so is my family. So, uh, yeah, just super grateful, super excited. Yeah. What was it about the school that made it the best fit for you? Um, I think, I think I like the, I think I like the hockey program, I mean, obviously playing in, in hockey East is ideal. Um, but you know, my, my mom and dad have always preached to me that, you know, hockey lasts, lasts a long time, but you know, you keep your brain forever. Um, so, you know, they have a, an academic program where, where I'll get a degree and, and I'll, I'll be able to, you know, use that degree. It's, it's a very, very good school. So, um, I think that was also a very big positive. And then, you know, they, they recruit a lot of guys from, from my area, um, former teammate of mine, Logan Trinas is out there right now. And, you know, I thought that was also very comforting knowing that, you know, I was kind of from the, from a place they like to recruit from and, you know, that everything they were kind of saying was all just, you know, positives and, and it's just, it's hard to explain almost. It was just the right fit in my eyes and my family's eyes and, you know, thrilled, thrilled to be, uh, thrilled to be committed there. And since you did commit there, what have those conversations been like with the coaches? Did they give you advice or things to work on this year? Do they want to see specific things from you in in the year leading up to you arriving there? Uh, I think I think they want to see me uh, succeed and produce. Um, you know, obviously, you know, being a leader, I think, is something that that they value as well. Um, and you know, they're they're great about everything. I mean, if I have any questions or or anything, I, I, they're always available for me to text, um, and call. And, you know, so that's, that's kind of the two, two things I'd say that they really, uh, told me to kind of, kind of work on. I think obviously, you know, I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of guys, my 18 year old year that are now in college. Um, so I kind of turned to those guys for, for advice on what the games are like there and, and things that they wish they had kind of worked on, uh, before they went in. Um, so that, that's also advice I really, really take and I uh, try to use and learn from everyone else's experiences. So, you know, when I go in, I'm able to, you know, have an impact. 
So just looking ahead to this coming BCHL season before we wrap up, um, this is uh, a, a, there's some change in the Express this year. A, a new coaching staff. Uh, Brandon Shaw is the the new head coach there in Coquitlam. Uh, what's that been like transitioning to a new coach, and, and what's the relationship been like uh, between the two of you? It's been really good. Um, I think you know for Shazi, it's 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 not an easy situation. I mean, he's coming in with a new group. Um, you know, trying to establish a culture. Um, it's definitely not an easy thing. And I think he's done a really, really good job of it. Um, I think he's, he's got guys to buy in. Um, he, he understands what it takes to win and he, he demands greatness from us. He demands, we, we follow every detail properly. We work hard and, you know, those are keys if you want to win in this league. And, you know, I really respect that. And at the same time, he, he has a lot of respect and care and, and he really wants to see us succeed individually but, uh, you know, a, a good kind of quote to summarize, summarize it is with team success comes individual success. And I think, you know, that's something that's preached in our locker room as well, where, you know, when the group's winning, when we're succeeding, you know, everyone else seeks, succeeds as well. So, um, yeah, all positives from Coquitlam so far. And then last question, you were a part of that express team a couple of years ago that won the regular season and unfortunately didn't get to continue through the playoffs because of uh, the COVID shutdowns. But uh, you've been part of a, a great team in the BCHL before and you know kind of what it takes. So not not necessarily comparing the two teams, but when when you look at your team this year and you guys had a solid preseason um, four and two uh, throughout, what are your expectations from the team this year and, and how do you guys think uh, you'll make out throughout the season? Um, I think to be honest with you, I think we can surprise a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure, uh, how people are going to, you know, I mean, obviously our, our last year was, you know, not ideal. Uh, the pod season, you know, didn't really go as planned for, for the express, but, you know, I think we, we got a lot to prove. We got a lot of key pieces this year. A lot of guys had big summers, uh, a lot of big acquisitions and, you know, a lot of good recruits. So I think we, we got a really good group and I think we could we could really do something special here. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much. Um, great work with the, uh, the cancer research um, donations and uh, best of luck uh, in the upcoming season. Thanks, Jesse. Really appreciate it. That does it for another episode of the BCHL podcast. Huge thank you to all of my guests, BCHL Commissioner Chris Hebb, Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick, and Coquitlam Express forward Ryan Tattle, who you just heard from. Another thank you to our presenting sponsor, Subway Restaurants. We're happy to have them back as the presenting sponsor of the BCHL podcast. And finally, a huge shout out to our producer, Greg Ballack. As I mentioned at the top, it is the start of the BCHL regular season today. And if you aren't able to attend games in person, the next best thing is to stream the game live on BCHL TV. And to do that, you need a Hockey TV subscription. Today's the final day to get in on the Hockey TV puck drop sale, which gives you $50 off a season's pass. And you can get that by using the promo code PDSBCHL21. As I mentioned, that offer ends today, so be sure to take advantage and save $50 on your season's pass. That'll wrap up this episode of the BCHL podcast. We couldn't be more thrilled to be playing regular season games again tonight, and especially with fans in the building. Any team staff or players or people who were able to watch the games online can attest that 
while it was nice to be on the ice playing games last year, it just wasn't the same without fans. So uh, we're thrilled to have everybody back and hope you're able to get out to a game one day soon. All right, until next time, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.